0: Howdy, howdy, howdy everybody. Welcome to Beer in the Bathroom. It's good to be back for our second episode together. Tom, are you there? Are you live? I I am here um, and and we are back. We're back.
1: It's been a couple weeks or a week and a half or so. Um, Who knows by the time this gets out there but we're happy to be back. We're excited. We're excited for the second episode. Um, I think the reviews
0: were pretty good for the first episode overall. Would you agree with yeah. that, J-Money? Yeah, I think you know pretty much all of our friends are listening, and we're happy to have you guys listening. And We have a new logo now, which we're excited about, which means iTunes is now going to officially accept our shows, so Hopefully. you can subscribe to us on iTunes and automatically get downloaded to your phone every week. Uh, you can continue to go to SoundCloud, you can tweet at us on Twitter, and tell us what you know, you want us to talk about on the show. But today, I want to start off by talking about something that happened this weekend. Everybody, everyone in the country, wherever you went, was talking about the fight. The fight this weekend. Meriwether, Pacquiao, they say it was the greatest fight in a decade. They say it should have happened five years ago. Uh, And... One of the things I found interesting was that, first of all, nobody in the country really follows boxing, at least in my life. I don't know anyone that really follows boxing. Yet all of of a sudden this fight breaks out, it's it's set for Las Vegas, and all of a sudden everyone's talking about it. Now, what I want to say, first of all, is that I really know nothing about boxing as a sport. I really don't know much about these two individuals besides what everyone else knows, you know, Merryweather's domestic abuse history, his arrests, his uh, issues. Uh, and I know that he is the most, he's the wealthiest athlete in the entire world. And that says a lot. It says a lot. He's, he makes more money than Cristiano Ronaldo. Than makes LeBron. More, LeBron James, Tiger Woods. And he's a boxer that you see on ESPN maybe once every six months. Am I wrong about that? No, that's fair. But around there. Now, and I, and I know that, you know, the world of boxing is surrounded by this pay-per-view business model. It's a very complicated complicated world that I don't I really cannot speak eloquently on, so I'm not even going to try. But I think it says a lot about our society that this weekend it was the talk of the town that Meriwether is the wealthiest af- athlete in the world. He's basically a criminal he's 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 from everything i've read and seen and heard he is one of the most deplorable humans in the media and uh yet he's celebrated he's the source of incredible amounts of revenue he is he is a absolute multi was it billionaire a billionaire is it can i say billionaire
1: uh i i don't know if you can say billionaire but i think he might be close to being a billionaire it sickens me, and I just wanted to express that. So, uh, so I I see a lot of what you're saying, but I, I'm gonna push back on you a little bit here, Jay Money. Um, so I I think there's a couple different parts of this that are important to mention. His wealth, it comes from his talent in boxing, and and he is the best boxer of our time. He's the best boxer in 30 to 40 years since Muhammad Ali. And Saturday, I watched the fight, and obviously I'm not a big boxing guy either. But you can see why he's the best, because he was going up against the other person who's considered the best of our time, and he was putting on a clinic the whole time. And, you know, some people would watch the fight and say, oh, you know, like, he didn't land any crazy punches, and he didn't really dominate, and this and that. But he played a defensive game where he, he was completely on the move. So, when it comes to, you know, he's a multimillionaire and blah, 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 he's a multimillionaire and close to a billionaire because he's the very best at his sport. He's won repeatedly. He's, can you imagine going 49 and 0 in boxing? Like, that's insane. It,
0: it's I, it's I, like I recognize that he is great at knocking dudes out. I think that, and I've never seen him box. But I think I can I can 100% get on board with you that he's the greatest boxer in the world for whatever that means. My opinion is that he should be in jail, not but not 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 the star of a pay-per-view event that the entire country is talking about. But
1: the reality of some things in our society is, if you're the best at it you're going to be wealthy. If you're the best at anything, if you're the best at drug dealing in the entire country, you're going to be a multimillionaire. And and the rest of your bad behavior can be swept under the rug and ignored. I'm not saying it should be ignored. And, you know, he has gone through the criminal justice system and been spit out again. Because because of his status and his ability. yes, Yes and no. I mean... I don't, I don't think. I mean, so you're saying that he should be in prison?
0: I don't, I don't want to go that far because I don't know enough about his crimes to be able to speak about them. But I just know that he has been, he has been arrested and convicted of domestic abuse. He, the things he says in the media are. I mean, I know boxers have the senses knocked out of them every couple months, but he, he comes across as a total pompous asshole. Yeah. To be quite yeah. frank, to be quite frank. No, he does. But I think this
1: might say something about America. I mean, we, we like villains. When, when he came out for the for the showdown on Friday, for like the, the stare down, and for the fight, he was booed. I mean, people, I, I don't think that people like him. I mean, some people do because they want to root for the bad guy. But the majority of people on Saturday night and the party I was
0: with when everyone was watching, people were rooting against Mayweather and and this is and this is what kind of what I wanted to make a point about is that what does that say about society right now that that is i mean how 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 is this different than the gladiator culture how how is this any different than that we're glorifying someone and essentially funding someone to act this way right i can't support that i 100% understand why people find it entertaining I'm sure if I had watched the fight, I would have been rooting for someone either way, probably obviously Pacquiao, but but I just want to take a step back and at least admit that this is a little disturbing and and that it speaks volumes about an element of society that I think is troublesome.
1: And I mean, I think this is very related to Aaron Hernandez and all we've been through with the Patriots. I mean, it's... It's it's startling to find out that someone that you have on the on the back of your shirt and someone that you've been rooting for and playing drinking games along with um, is a, a mass murderer. Has murdered multiple people. Um, and and really, how, much, how much are really, we willing to accept? But but my my issue here is then what you not what you're getting at, but something that comes out of this is do you differentiate? Who you support in the mainstream media, and who you, what teams you're willing to watch, and what music you're willing to listen to, based on their moral character, or are you watching and and listening and enjoying the art and the entertainment based on what it provides? And it, it, that's a really tough question to make. Like, uh, w- w- give me an example of a musician who doesn't have that great of moral fiber, but you enjoy their music. J May. John Mayer. We, no. we, we we both have our issues with what he does on a daily basis and how he presents himself. He's a but he's a classic Every time a. he releases an album, we're gonna listen to it multiple times. We we jam to it. Times. We jam to it. Now you're going to Miami this weekend. Yeah, dude. I am I am ready to go Getting on an airplane tomorrow. I'm gonna be drinking, relaxing, chilling.
0: Not business, totally leisure. Is this your first time in Miami?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been to Florida. I've done the whole, obviously, you know, I've done the whole, uh, you know, Disney thing. Um, I've been to a few other parts, but this is going to be my first Miami experience. Um, I'm I'm excited. I've heard there's similarities to Vegas. Um, It's kind of like that upscale, like chintzy feel. I mean, I I don't know though, so I don't really, I can't really speak on it. But um, of course, it's forecasted to rain this weekend. Naturally. Which is just right up my alley when it comes to traveling. Um, for, so all the viewers are updated, listeners are updated. I went to San Diego a month ago, and it rained for three straight days. Um, and the same forecast is predicted for Miami. And then the sun so, comes out when you're on the the tarmac flying home. <laughs> exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the main part I want to discuss about Miami um, is I'm going to be doing an Airbnb. Um, and I had my first Airbnb experience um, this past weekend uh, mm-hmm. when I was traveling for work. And uh, it was fantastic. And I, I know you're not too familiar with it. You you know, you know the basis of it. Um, I've never, I'm I've not never sure, used it. And you know, I'm not sure about all our different listeners because um, it hasn't really spread to all different parts of the country yet. But What I think is interesting about um, Airbnb is it's basically cutting out inefficiencies. Because if you look at a hotel, you have a huge high-rise, and let's say it's only three-quarters booked. Or, you know, it's only there because it's a certain time of year it's fully booked, but other times it's vacant. Mm -hmm. And so it's taking out that inefficiency and putting the money into the hands of regular people like you and me who have apartments and are trying to just make ends meet. And out of corporations like hotel owners and investment yeah. investment
0: companies that own a bunch of different properties, and that's the and way that they 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 advertise to New York, basically stamping subway st- stops and and advertisements about how we're giving back to the city of New York. We're giving renters, you know, a side income, an opportunity to make a little extra cash by hosting people in their apartments. I love I love that point of view. It's a great business yeah. model.
1: Yeah. And it's the exact same thing that Uber is doing. They're basically saying, you know, there's all these cabs driving all over all of these cities, and half the time there's no one even in them. At they're, just dri- they're just driving around looking for people to ride in their cabs. All Uber is, is it's taking out the inefficiency and doing it on demand. And the money is going to regular people who just want to drive an Uber on the side or, you know, do that full time, instead of it going to this cab company and this corporation. You were actually thinking about driving an Uber last last summer. Sorry, and I noticed my shower curtain was a little off there.
0: The feng shui of the bathroom it looks pretty good from my apartment yeah. over here.
1: No, the, the feng shui of the bathroom has to be... The recording studio, it has to be set and it has to be right. It has um, to be. For, for everything to go well. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I was considering doing Uber because I, I wanted to buy a car and I figured if I did Uber... You know, two nights a week, then I would pay for my car. Um, but then I just, you know, that takes some ambition, and and you know, you have to look into it. And just, you know. quickly, that idea fizzled away. <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: it, wasn't, it, it wasn't long before you gave up on that one. It fizzled.
1: Um, so, so I I, I want to be uh, I want to be open about something before we we move on to the next topic. Oh
0: no, uh, obviously,
1: coming. well. For all the listeners, obviously, it's required that during beer in the bathroom, you're drinking a beer. And I want to be open that I'm drinking a Bud Light right now, and out of, uh, out of a koozie. Out, out of a koozie, yeah, and I'm I'm not proud of it. Um,
0: for for the Mayweather fight, we actually decided to do a power hour
1: on Saturday, a little throwback okay, so action.
0: You're, you're you're killing some uh, extra Bud Lights that are hanging in the fridge. Yeah, we had I I
1: have like thirty Bud
0: Lights in my fridge right, right. now. Right. That we need to get through. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, when you have a party at the house, people bring over, like, a 30-rack of Bud, you know, or Natty Ice or something like that, but and you just got to step up and kill those the next day. There's just, there's nothing like drinking a Bud Light on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday yeah. night. It's... Did you watch John Oliver this week? I did, it, There It was a yes. really funny segment about the taste of Bud Light, and <laughs> one guy described it as basically dunking balls into a, a hot cup of water and try to make tea, and that's what Bud Light tastes like. <laughs> I can't it's, disagree. It's so it's so bad.
1: It's it's like flavored water, but it's like water that's been off. It's from like a you know nasty nasty
0: unfiltered town. I I don't even. It's just like it's, like if you put water in a gas tank and let it sit for two weeks in the hot sun, and then siphon it out and put a lime in it.
1: Yeah. And then and then tried to say that it wasn't in a gas tank. It's just that that's how it's supposed to taste. Yeah.
0: And I I I I think it's hilarious that they're getting in trouble for this slogan of oh. can't, can't say no. I mean <sighs> what kind of what kind of a marketing professional is getting paid triple figures that signed <laughs> off on that one? So the slogan is, is And can it, I have his job? <laughs> it takes no out of your
1: vocabulary. Or it's something like that. And yeah, I mean not only the person who comes up with that, but there's so many different layers of people that have to approve a decision like that. I mean, you know what it's like in corporate America. Mm-hmm. That that has to go through a ton of different people and a
0: ton of different desks. It has to get printed, printed on proof. millions of cans. It has, it has to get drawn up in the art department. How? How did that happen? How
1: did it happen? Well, what do you think of their whole campaign, uh, Whatever USA, the
0: town they've created? You know, it's interesting. Uh, someone... Someone I was just talking to about this was really confused by a commercial that they saw. I don't know how they've gone a year and a half without seeing one of these commercials, but they saw a whatever USA commercial the other day, and they were super confused by it. And they were basically asking me what the deal is, and I couldn't really explain it. I don't know what they're trying to do. It's It seems a little silly to me, like kind of the drinking Bud Light is the gateway to the craziest night of your life. Anything can happen. You can't say no. I think their
1: marketing strategy is basically like, let's create a fantasy world that's just amazing. And and it's all about like the, all of these companies are all about creating the experience of drinking Bud Light or, you know, the experience of Miller Lite or whatever. And it defines you as a person. Like same with the way they market High Life now. It's like, it's the champagne of beers or whatever. Um, or like, you know, Drinking Coke somehow defines you as a person, right? And, and hey, I, I don't know. All, all these companies, they just—they freak me out because they feel like they're just—they're trying to brainwash all of us into choosing them as a lifestyle, right? And that they have us as you know a, a certain dollar
0: amount for the rest of our lives. And well, if you drink if you drink Belvedere vodka, you're wearing a black button-down shirt and tight gray <sighs> pants, and you're got gelled hair, and you're in the Club hopping bottles. <laughs> What's the one with uh, with Jack Bauer, the tequila? Oh, I don't know. Keith so- Sutherland? Sounds, sounds about right. <laughs> when Keith
1: Sutherland goes up to the bar and and uh, he, I forget his tagline. It's ridiculous. But um, just to touch back on the the Airbnb part of the conversation. Sure. When I think about that and I think about Uber, you know, our our society is moving towards efficiency, as I mentioned. So what we need to do is identify the next thing that needs to be made more efficient and then create some sort of
0: app or device that creates that, and then we're going to be millionaires. Well, that's basically what the entire town of Silicon Valley is trying to do 24-7. I know. It's a lot easier than than it sounds, don't you think? Well, of course, but... I don't see why we can't do it.
1: I'm not going to share it with the listeners if we came up well, with it now because it's going to be hard. I tell you, but... I tell you, this podcast
0: is is a, is a good start. I think <laughs> because because who knows who knows what what we're going to unearth. I was actually
1: very taken aback by some of the positive reviews we got. Not that I was surprised, but it meant a lot to me that people you know took the time out of their day to hear what we had to say, and you know it, it means a lot to me. So for everyone out there listening, you know. From Jay Money and I,
0: sincere thank you. Yeah, no, I I think I was I was most surprised about how many people were referencing things in the show from like the last twenty minutes of the show. <laughs> I was I was yeah. shocked shocked <laughs> that they that they had gotten to that point. Like one one person even was like, "Oh, I love the song that you used at the end." And I was and I just said to myself, "Wow, you listened that far." <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that that's a, that's basically a win. That's that's the biggest compliment.
1: Yeah. No, definitely.
0: But I, I'm very excited that we're up on iTunes now. I'm very excited about the, the, the fact that we can get started. I feel like we're, we're ready to get started. So when people are listening to
1: this, we're going to be on iTunes. Because we made that promise last week and it wasn't fulfilled. Not that, I'm, not that it was your fault, but do well, you think I, it'll, I, happen, I you think it'll much... happen that quick?
0: Who knows? I mean, basically, I submitted to iTunes and they sent me an email saying, you're under review, we'll get back to you. So we'll see what they say. Shouldn't shouldn't take more than a week.
1: Um, did you happen to watch the Kentucky Derby? I did not. What about the uh, Game Seven Clippers Spurs? I did not. <laughs> it, this this Saturday was one of the biggest
0: sporting days. They said that, yeah. Sox Yankees. Time. Sox Yankees were on. I mean, they they said it was I think the most watched sports in American history. Sports wow. Day. Wow. I'm sorry, um, I can't contribute more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Apparently, Chris Paul just pulled out a ridiculous performance against the Spurs, basically on one leg because he pulled his hamstring halfway through the game and then just played through it. And then Tim Duncan uh, was very close to blocking his winning shot and uh, was basically like a couple inches away, and the Spurs lost. Oh. And so now um, Tim Duncan is a free agent. Um, he, not that he's going to leave the Spurs.
0: i'm just wiping some sweat from my brow it's
1: hot in here it's humid yeah no it's it's also humid in my recording studio i mean
0: does this happen in the summer and bear in the bathroom it does Uh, you know the fact that i'm looking at you it makes me a little more self-conscious of that fact (laughs) not that i'm not that i'm self-conscious of it because you're my brother but i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be dripping sweat balls I mean, I I definitely need to have a powerhouse um, once I have a, a house. I think um, this is a great way to sign off on today's show, is describing what the powerhouse is to everybody. Yeah, it's fundamental in our relationship. So to bring all the listeners up to speed,
1: in the house that Justin and I grew up in that's actually being sold right now, which is extremely sad, um, we turned the basement
0: <laughs> into... Another story for another time.
1: Yeah. Uh, we turned a part of the room, um, of the basement, uh, into what we referred to as the powerhouse. And uh, it included our video games, you know, our TV, the couch. Um, and we deemed it the powerhouse, I, I think because we would do power hours down there, right? Right. So, that, was,
0: that was the original, st- I think, the tagline was powerhouse yeah. is where you do power power hours.
1: Yeah. But I, I think no matter what, no, no matter where I'm living... Um, I'd need some sort of powerhouse, and while we're in these small um, apartments, really the the bathroom is turned into a bit of a powerhouse because that's a place where you can go to and be private, and you know, go
0: on Twitter and record beer in the bathroom and do what you got to do. And and also, this is the point I, I have been meaning to make. A lot of people out there have been wondering, what what, what do you mean beer in the bathroom? what What does that mean why bathroom why why are you sitting in the bathroom with a beer first of all, and then second of all or third of all, why are you recording it and with, fourth of all, why am I listening to this well, that's a, that's a great question and the reason why the reason why it 's done in the bathroom is I, i'm not i'm not even trying to make a joke. The acoustics in the bathroom are the best room in the house the, the way that sound reverberates off the walls here in the tub off the ceramics it's also, it's also a, a pretty close room it, it's pretty small usually. It just it's it's better for you at home the listener and uh it just produces a better quality so.
1: Yeah. And, and we're all about technical excellence in beer in the bathroom.
0: Yes. Um, and so the bathroom gives us the best opportunity for uh for quality. Right. Yeah. So I I I think this is a good point to uh wind down now. I I want I want everyone at home to know that they should be tweeting at us on uh on Twitter. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Give us your B-I-T-B thoughts. B i t b underscore podcast. Hit us up on Twitter. That is the username, the handle. Uh, this is an
1: interactive show. It's an interactive we sh- show. We should have done, um, you know, a, a, an interactive bit in the middle there. Maybe we can do that next week. But you know, tweet at us. Let us know how we're doing. Give give us some feedback.
0: Yeah, criticize us. Yeah, whatever. Just just we just want to hear from you. We'd love. I mean, if you want to be on the show, one hundred percent up for that. Definitely hit us up, and we'll find out a way to get you on. Tom's in Cambridge right now. I'm in Manhattan, and you know we're doing this. So wherever you are, if you want to talk to us, we'll have you on. Be our pleasure. Be our honor. And you know, if you want to make a guest appearance in the studio, that
1: I mean, do you think that would even be possible to have a guest in the studio and then us?
0: We we'll we'll have to talk about this. It's, It's possible. We can make it happen for some for the right person. Yeah, But but yeah, we, we love to hear from you We want to get recommendations uh, we, we just want to hear from you So uh, hit us up and continue to listen And download us on iTunes And until next week Keep it classy Oh, and one last thing Happy Cinco de Mayo Happy Cinco de Mayo We are taping this on Cinco de Mayo on a Tuesday You're probably listening to this on either a Friday or beyond But happy Cinco de Mayo Cinco Peace Cinco.
1: Here's a dress of golden